Welcome to the Fearing Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Monday the 30th of October 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed down 0.8% today to 6,773 points, hitting a new 12-month low. Fears about what's going on in the Middle East and a poor close to Wall Street last week weighed on the local bourse. So too did fears of further rate rises after retail sales figures showed a jump in turnover last month and bond yields remain relatively high and are currently an attractive alternative to equities. After today's fall, the market is now officially in correction territory, defined as at least 10% below its most recent peak. That peak was back in January. Today, the banks led the way lower, with National Australia Bank off 1.7%, while Commonwealth Bank fell 1.4%. Big energy players Woodside and Santos both fell more than 2%, while Woolies was another poor performer. IGO shares fell 9%, the worst of the top 200, after the company warned that volatility in the lithium market will impact Spotamain sales. The Star Entertainment Group was also down 9%. Its share price is about 15% at a bit over 50 cents of what it was two years ago. Among the best performers today were Nine Entertainment, Zero and Goodman Group, all up around 2%. Story number two, there was hope over the weekend that an Australian-European Union trade deal could be pulled off. Today, it's clear that there's been no breakthrough and any deal is still years away. The Albanese government today said the current impasse could not be overcome by Christmas. Next year, there are EU parliamentary elections, so that will also delay things. So-called geographical indicators are among the main sticking points. Those rules would stop Australian producers from being able to label products with European names, such as Prosecco and Feta. Agricultural Minister Murray Watt said the delay would likely extend past the current term of Australia's federal parliament, pushing it to after the next federal election, which is due in early 2025. The original talks date back to the Turnbull coalition government. Story number three, it seems that everyone loves rooftop solar, but there's a more sinister side to it all, with fears a cyber attack on the system could cripple the country's energy system. Australia has the world's largest penetration of rooftop solar, which is expected to be critical in the shift away from coal. But the rise in solar has created a security flaw with the bulk of solar inverters, which convert the power from solar panels into energy that can be fed into the electricity grid. Bulk of those are made in China and connected to the internet, according to a report in The Australian. Canberra's relationship with Beijing is definitely improving, but security officials are concerned that China controls a critical component, particularly as the whole world is decarbonising. Cyber attacks previously have been launched from China. Recently, the Secretary of Australia's Department of Climate Change, Energy, the Environment and Water said the threat to solar inverters is significant and work is underway to mitigate the prospect of significant harm. There have been early talks with the Australian energy market operator about a technical solution that could be applied in the event of a successful cyber attack. Story number four, oil prices paired back about 2% today. Now, Israel's moved into parts of Gaza, more on that shortly, but not as aggressively as financial markets had feared. That took some pressure off the price of oil. Gold's trading above 2,000 US dollars an ounce and the Aussie dollar is buying 63.5 US cents. Also, just quick mention to Bitcoin, it's trading at over 34,000 US dollars a unit. It's done well. And finally, story number five, Israeli forces have stepped up their ground offensive in the Gaza as fears of a humanitarian crisis grow. Israel appears to be holding positions inside northern Gaza after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared the second stage of the country's war to destroy Hamas 
had begun. Israeli officials have said the campaign will last anywhere from six weeks to six months. Netanyahu has come under attack internally for not accepting responsibility for failing to anticipate the October 7 attack by Hamas. Over the weekend, posts on social media, later deleted, suggest he blamed security chiefs for the lapse. That's it for the afternoon report for Monday the 30th of October 2023. Adam Lang and I will be back tomorrow morning with a Tuesday edition of Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your evening.